section ten of jean craig graduate nurse this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org jean craig graduate nurse by k littleton kit at the capitol in washington d c summer was well under way the gentle breezes from the south warmed the city a few weeks later the capital would be sweltering in southern summer heat frank howard gazed out of the window of his office from his desk he could just see a corner of the park where washington's monument and the lincoln memorial faced each other across the glassy pond he smiled absently at the small full japanese cherry trees lining the park across the room sat leslie merivale frank's partner he too studied the cherry trees but his face was grim i never can see those things in bloom without shuddering he said frank turned away from the window and laughed i know what you mean les he answered i used to feel the same way the trees were a gift from the japanese and the beetles were an unwitting gift from them it's strange how you keep connecting the two in your mind he shuddered slightly as he thought of the fierce battle entomologists all over the country had waged against the destructive insects from japan leslie grinned i tell you i don't know why people go into this work spring is supposed to be a happy time of year everything comes to life old people feel better young people fall in love babies stop having colds and entomologists know that it's time to go to work how many larvae do you reckon are concealed in that elm down there frank shrugged and slit his pipe it's time you went on a field trip les he said you're getting finicky what's the matter don't you like bugs leslie shook his head in mock despair you know what i mean sure i love to study the little crawling things but every year after all the work we do just to see those blossoming trees and plants and to know they're infested with insects of every type imaginable it's a little discouraging frank blew out the match and drew on his pipe it should encourage you to see the blossoms as long as they come out we know we're all right there still is a good balance cheer up man people are supposed to be happy in the spring leslie studied his partner's face you're happy enough for both of us today he commented dryly but then we're all not lucky enough to be in love frank nodded yes he said slowly that's true spring is a great time for sweethearts and leslie continued those of us who are in love aren't all lucky enough to have their young ladies come halfway across a continent to see us frank chuckled you flatter me less he said kid Craig is coming to washington on business leslie threw down his pencil now tell me frank what sort of business does a college girl have i thought their lives were full of bow and football games and parties and as few studies as possible oh no this is serious kid is president of her college's historical society there's a big convention in town this week and kid will be here to represent hope college frank smiled fondly as he thought of kid and of how seriously she would take her mission his partner turned back to his work well you're a pretty lucky old man he said frank nodded silently as he gazed out of the window then he glanced at his watch and admonished himself for wasting time picking up a report which lay on his desk he began to study it he shook his head from side to side as he read it and then he jotted down notations in the margin elm blight again the first signs were being seen on a midwestern campus he rubbed his chin thoughtfully as he scanned the report further 
saving elms would be a major project for the country this summer frank phoned the laboratory and asked them to send for samples it was almost a futile gesture he realized the year before the labs were full of samples of rotting elm branches all destroyed by the same insect less he said to his partner have the same order about the elm blight inserted in all bulletins if we can get the towns and farmers to spray their trees early we may save them it's our only chance you can't kill the beast once he's embedded in the tree but you can prevent him from attacking in the first place leslie made a note on his desk memo pad nature gets you at every turn he muttered first you discover ddt and then she discovers a little creature which won't succumb to the treatment it's the balance frank said philosophically maybe there's a reason we don't understand yeah maybe leslie said skeptically they worked in silence for the next hour then frank glanced at his watch again and stood up i guess i'll call it a day he said kit's train gets in at six and i want to clean up first she must be some girl leslie marveled to drag you out of this office before dinner time freshly shaved and bathed frank drove his convertible into the washington terminal at ten minutes to six he neatly avoided the row of taxicabs standing before the entrance and found a parking place hurrying he pushed his way through the milling crowds on the concourse and went into the waiting-room he looked at the schedules on the blackboard near the exits to the trains kit's train was on time nervously he adjusted his tie the train was announced and frank moved forward with the crowd to the exit he could see the open platform and an excited group of young people running towards the doors in spite of himself he felt a thrill of pride when he saw their happy enthusiastic faces here were boys and girls from all over the country gathering in their nation's capital some for the first time he was proud of his country which had sponsored the happy youngsters and he was proud of his beautiful city which had so much to offer them then he spotted kit she was surrounded by a group of boys and girls laughing and chattering and waving to passers-by she looked radiant with her short dark curls bouncing in the breeze and her large eyes flashing frank felt proud and yet as shy as a schoolboy as he ran forward to the gate to meet her kit grabbed his hands and he pulled her into his arms and hugged her hi kit he said oh frank it's so good to see you she cried and breathlessly she introduced him to the young people around her he smiled into their young eager faces and finally drew kit over to one side let me look at you he said my but it's been a long time too long kit said i certainly have missed you where are you staying how much of your time do i get to monopolize how long will you be here kid laughed to silence his questions one at a time she gasped we're all staying at the willard two professors and their wives are acting as our chaperones i don't know my schedule yet but there will be just two hours in the morning and two in the afternoon for sessions then i shall be free for the rest of the time frank reached for a bag and laughed then i can get some work done while you're in town kid caught his arm why don't you come back to elmhurst with me she asked frank nodded thoughtfully it might be arranged now let's get you to the hotel and checked in then dinner and then whatever you want to do in our nation's capital kid nodded of course we have to observe regular hours frank she said i'll have to check out just as at school if i go anywhere but first i want to call mother of course you do frank agreed to arrange about your coming of course kid teased frank ushered her into his car of course he said solemnly he climbed into the driver's seat and started off he guided the convertible through the city traffic with ease and pulled up before the willard hotel tell you what he said you go on in and unpack 
and call home and make whatever arrangements you have to with your chaperones and i'll pick you up for supper in an hour kit jumped out of the car all right frank she agreed but don't make it more than an hour i'm starving already he waved to her as he pulled away from the curb the doorman with kit's bag in hand guided her into the lobby a group of students was gathered around the front desk kit joined them and nodded to the doorman to put down her luggage who's the vip kit one of the girls asked kit glanced around at the group they were all looking at her oh a friend of mine she tossed off well if you like them old one catty voice commented a storm of protest broke forth from the group and kit relaxed as she heard admiring comments about frank from all sides kit shared a room with helen smith from a small college in iowa and bernie straxer from northwestern university helen was a small pale girl who had gone to college right from her father's farm bernice was tall and dark and striking-looking bernice was a native of evanston and a very sophisticated young lady kid wondered fleetingly how bernice and helen would hit it off as roommates you girls mind if i tie up the phone for a while kid asked i want to call my mother of course not helen said i don't know anyone to call anyway she laughed and kit felt drawn to this honest girl from an iowa farm help yourself kit bernice said i've a million things to do before i let people know i'm in town kit asked for the long distance operator and completed her call immediately hi mother she cried into the phone the trip was swell no i'm not a bit tired i got your letter about the wedding and i cried even if i wasn't there frank met me at the station and i'm going to have dinner with him tonight i wonder if it would be okay if he came back to elmhurst with me i mean we haven't decided definitely or anything i just mentioned it she waited for her mother's answer that's swell she cried give my love to everyone i'll see you all thursday she set the receiver back on the hook and turned to her roommates is the man who met you at the station your beau bernice asked kid hesitated well sort of she admitted we're old friends at least bernice hummed i'd like an old friend like that she murmured wouldn't you helen i thought he was awfully nice-looking helen agreed bernice surveyed her wardrobe which was lying across her bed i guess i can make myself presentable for the evening she decided then she returned to Allen. can you she asked helen stared at her but i'm not going anywhere she protested meetings don't start till morning and i don't know a soul in washington i'll just slip down for some dinner and then curl up with a book bernice glared at her in mock severity over my dead body she said no one comes to washington and stays home reading no one who knows me anyhow i'm going to do some phoning and then you and i are going on a night tour of washington helen sat down on the edge of her bed but i haven't a thing to wear i think you're wonderful to ask me but really but bernice was already speaking to a friend over the phone we're two dateless waifs she said two girls from the hinterland looking for some fun she winked at helen yes arnold that will be perfect we'll be ready in an hour she set down the phone you and i have dates tonight with the congressman's son and friend helen stared at her you mean just like that bernice smiled at her if you don't really want to go if you're really too tired she started regretting her impulsiveness kit sat down beside helen there were tears in the girl's eyes that's one of the nicest things anyone ever did for me she cried but i don't have anything to wear and i don't know how to act with congressmen's sons bernice smiled you know how it's like in a dorm if you don't have a dress you borrow it right kid kid nodded and as for congressmen's sons just remember that most of them were raised on some farm in the corn belt right kid kid giggled let's fix helen up with a dress she suggested i've something she can wear i think and she opened the closet door where her freshly unpacked clothes hung 
let's see she said running her hands over the hangers try this one helen gasped at the sight of the white tulle evening frock which kit laid across her bed i-i couldn't she said kit smiled of course you can you probably wouldn't hesitate if you were my roommate at school helen touched the dress gingerly slowly she rose and slipped off her street dress i'll take a shower and then try it she consented in an hour all three girls were ready for their first night in washington kit was lovely in a simple powder blue street length dress with a matching jaunty little hat she wore white gloves and blue slippers and carried a tiny blue bag bernice wore a sheath like strapless black evening dress her hair was pulled on top of her head and caught with a rhinestone clip she pulled on long black gloves and turned to survey her new roommate bernice and kit were amazed at the transformation helen looked like a fragile doll in the white tulle her blonde hair was caught up and high behind each ear and fell in curls at the back of her head her blue eyes sparkled as she looked at herself in the mirror do i look all right she asked timidly bernice looked at her and shook her head this will teach me to invite strange women on my dates what i want to know is who's going to look at me with you around you look beautiful kit agreed helen smiled happily i feel as if i do she said that always means i'm going to have a good time frank was waiting for kit when she came downstairs to the lobby she introduced him to professor mrs wilson the chaperones and then they headed out into the spring night kit sighed happily at the light of the city around them i like this she said simply i have a feeling that this trip is going to be wonderful every minute of it you sound as if you had some doubts before frank said kit told him about her two roommates and the generous gesture bernice had made it just goes to prove she said that you can't judge people beforehand i wish i could get over putting everybody into categories just because the girl comes from evanston and has gorgeous clothes i expect her to be a snob lots of nice people have money frank said as if voicing a platitude now my little proletarian where shall we go for dinner they travelled out connecticut avenue in frank's car i think for your first night the shoreham frank said gravely just to show you that wealth doesn't exclude niceness don't be such an idiot kid cried it sounds marvellous together they walked through the handsome lobby of the uptown hotel and out to the terrace where they were shown to a table frank ordered dinner while kit looked about her she clasped her hands together in sheer pleasure while they ate there was a floor show to entertain them then the music for dancing began kit grabbed frank's hand i know i should wait to be asked she said but let's dance frank put his hands over hers let's wait just a few minutes kit he pleaded i want to talk to you kit felt a tingle run up her spine she shivered maybe i'm rushing things frank admitted but can we talk now about you and me of course frank kit said slowly i know you think i'm forcing an issue frank continued but i think you know i've waited a long time feeling the way i do wait frank kit said holding up her hand let's be very sure we want to talk about this i know what you mean frank answered in a way it's easier to go on just being friends with no complications but you see the only trouble is that i'm in love with you kit you know that and i can't keep still about it any longer it was the first time frank had mentioned the word love kit was amazed at how coolly he said it and how naturally she accepted it she hesitated you make me feel very proud frank she said finally frank looked away oh he said kit laid her hand on his arm wait i don't think you understand she said i don't exactly see how you could when i don't myself i'm nineteen and that isn't exactly young but it isn't very old either i had everything all figured out for my future as you know to be perfectly honest i didn't exactly plan on being in love just yet 
frank smiled faintly i'm doing exactly what i promised myself i wouldn't do of course you're too young your words had nothing to do with it kid admitted a little sadly you see i've been the closest to being unhappy this spring at school that i've ever been i feel like an ungrateful wretch even to mention it but school has seemed so so pointless i've been restless and moody and not interested in what was going on all the boys seemed so childish all the girls were so i don't know kind of boring with their silly endless prattling about boys and dates and parties that's a terrible way to feel about college but i realized i felt that way because of you you're in another world and i'm beginning to think i won't be happy till i'm in that world with you frank squeezed her hand oh kit he said i'm not asking you to love me right off i just want to know i have a chance kid looked down at the table i don't know how jean managed it she said waiting so long that is she looked up at frank if a girl my age can really be in love then i really love you frank frank touched her hair with his fingers that's good enough for me kit he said grinning come on let's dance they glided across the dance floor neither one of them seeming to touch the ground and the hour slipped by too fast eventually frank sighed and led kit back to the table curfew rings in a few minutes he said but at least i know that some day there won't be a curfew for us End of section 10